Dear listeners, to another episode of Dungeons and Disorder. That is our tentative name for now until we come up with something more clever. I am your dungeon master, Tim, and we're going to do introductions here again. Uh, we'll start with Tony. I'm Tony, uh, sometimes known as Tor. I will be playing the Dragonborn Ranger Foose. All right, then Alex. Hey, I'm Alex. I'm playing um, Dorvin Drew, the Kill Drake. And next we have Blake. Hi, I'm Blake. Uh, I'm going to be playing the uh, Warlock. And lastly, we have Leo. Hi, I'm Leo. Uh, I'm playing the Dragon Slave Bard, Aelios. Or Dungeon Slave. Dungeon Slave! I meant it to be, it. <laughs> I meant it to be opposite, because if you have a master, then we should be the slaves. What's, the rating? What's the rating on this podcast? <laughs> it's rated X. It's going to okay. be an X. <laughs> so we're banned in Australia? <laughs> Do they not have X-rated podcasts? I don't think they can barely have M stuff. Oh, I don't know much about Australia, to be honest. I know they have spiders. Wow. Everywhere has spiders. (laughs) Yeah, but they have like spiders that eat snakes and alligators and stuff. You mean like you mean like um those lobster looking bugs? Yeah. That live on your garbage can. So last time we were in such a rush to get playing, we didn't really do much with the character backstories or any of that. So before we jump into where we left off, we're gonna go through that real quick. So uh, I'm just gonna have you guys talk about when you rolled your character. They made you pick your traits. Um, I think they're called flaws. And like, someone help me out here. You got your ideals, your bonds, your flaws, and your personality traits. Exactly. We're going to go over those and any other extras that you guys have come up with. So we're going to start with Tony again. So Foos, uh, background before he was adventuring is he was a soldier. He's always polite and respectful. He believes that it is our lot. To lay down our lives and defend others. His honor is his life. But he has little respect for anyone who is not a proven warrior. <laughs> What's so funny about that? Did you, like, pick that out, like... <laughs> that was all random. <laughs> you, you rolled them all. I rolled them all randomly, and that's what I got. The most generic boring yeah, character ever. <laughs> the most no generic way. dragonborn. <laughs> Did you have anything else about him you wanted to throw in your on your own? Not totally a hero. He's totally a hero. What does he do that makes him a hero? Uh, yeah, you get back to me on that. He, he breathes fire. <laughs> yeah, he saves the little children by breathing fire. Okay, the little children. Let's do Alex. You want to go next? Sure. Uh, Keldrake is a uh, no. He's a dwarf from the hills. Um. He originally was like all good druids, all good dwarves, and you know was gonna pick up a trade. Of course, he he got into uh, brew crafting or whatever he called brewing beer. And uh, one day, while uh, on a dam, the dam was about to collapse, and he saved everyone. And he found out his druid powers. He prevented a bunch of uh, dwarves from drowning. Uh, what else about him? Well, you guys, should I even tell things that you guys? Do or do not know. 
Um, if it's something that you are going to keep a secret, then no. You don't have to tell us. Oh, this is just his personality. Egg pie figure, either. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell us that. So, he has trouble trusting his allies, even though he has trouble trusting people in general. And by people, I mean people of all races, not just, like, other humans and people that are tall and, like, five feet tall. Um, and he does, yeah, that's what else I want to do. Yeah, that's good. When next, we're going to go with Leo. Okay, so, Aelios, being born a tiefling uh, is a rather hard life, so at a young age was abandoned by his family who no longer wanted to take care of him. Pushed out onto the streets, as they say. Um, fortunately, he's a born gambler, calls himself Fortune's favorite son because uh, luck seems to find him wherever he goes. Although he is a, a bit of a scoundrel, it's only to make money here and there. Um, if he does go in on a fair bet, and I mean, he leaves it up to him to determine what is fair, but if you manage to nail him down on a fair bet, he'll never, um, whatever the outcome is, he'll, he'll leave it up to chance. While on the streets, you make money however you can. So uh, he loves to make the, the, the big play for uh, all the dollars, so to speak. But uh, more stable income was always uh, playing on the street for tips of coins and in inns. Um, and his flute was the first instrument that he managed to, to purchase for himself after um, finding coins. Let's not say lifting. It's a dirty word. But <laughs> they came to him. He was lucky. Uh, after playing the flute for a while, he, he realized that people really enjoyed his music and so much so that he felt that he could actually begin to see the, the magic in it to influence him. And uh, he continued to hone his skills and eventually was picked up by uh, a merry band of adventurers, as they will. Yeah, that was really good. I'm just going to edit down so that you just say his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am boring. <laughs> you ready, Blake? Yes. I will be playing Agra, a human warlock. Uh, he was outcast at a, a, an early age after his powers were discovered by a nearby town. He fled into the forest and was welcomed by a group of secretive warlocks who apparently were some kind of roving band. Okay. Do you want to talk about the pact that you made a little bit? Every warlock has to make a pact with a an over-deity or creature, um, Agron tried to um, align himself with a fiendish demon to uh, assist him in his endeavors. Alright, so now we have some backgrounds to go on, and that's going to help you guys work together. So, Leo, can you tell us what happened last time? Sort of a recap. Uh, I can indeed do that. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. Um, we we're in an inn that I don't remember the name of because you told me not to write things down. Um, <laughs> something with unicorns? I think, unicorn. Uh, I remember because I remember thinking the fanciful unicorn from, from Dexter's Lab. Um, so we, we uh, were recommended to a uh, dwarf who had been excavating an area, an old tower that was overthrown by um, a goblin raid uh, a while back. When they were investigating it, they seemed to have run aground of skeletons, captured all their men. We uh, investigated. When we got there, we found a very lackluster guard, which we quickly dispatched, um, and then managed to breach the first level after slaying Rock 
bro. I can't remember his last title, Rock Rock Squeezer, something like that. Um, and uh, so we, we killed Rock Squeezer and the Jets, the Jets being those Archer guys, and that's where we, we were chilling. Yeah, that's that pretty good, I guess. So, um, so yeah, we ended up, you guys just uh, descended this ladder. You guys uh, fought a bunch of Archers and a Stonebreaker, I think his name was. Yeah, we did not loot the bodies, and I don't think we rested. We yes, correct. We haven't done neither of those things. Oh uh, no, we took a short rest to recover hit points, I believe. Short rest, okay. Because so most of rest. us were in very bad state. Yes, that is correct. He is correct. So yeah, um, just to give you guys a quick, I'll re-give you a redescription of the room here if you guys want, just to throw us back into a little bit. I'm sure you remember most of it. I don't want. You don't want. You said if we want, we get a choice oh. here. <laughs> um, so you guys are in a room, or you descended a ladder into a room with four large pillars. There are large braziers that are illuminating the area. You guys knocked over one of them, and there are several piles of skulls on the chamber floor. The walls are adorned with half, half-finished half murals depicting great battles. Rickety, ten-foot-high wooden scaffolding clings to the north and south walls. You guys set both of those on fire and yeah you guys killed everyone in the room there is a door that you can see in the northeast corner that leads somewhere i guess first order of business is let's let's loot the bodies so i'm not going to make you roll for uh looting bodies on um, does anyone want to write down group loot or do you guys want to claim things after i say it all how do you guys want to do this how do you guys i will uh claim all the loot because it's my loot i i did the most work okay you did the most work. I went down there first and hugged the fucking big guy. I think Agra did hug him and intimidate him quite a bit. So I'll read these again if we need to. There's three crossbows, 20 bolts, two potions that are marked healing, the great axe, um, hand axe, and chain mail, and a combined total of 54 silver pieces. Okay, so I can't use any of that garbage. Well, uh, I mean, we might as well, might as well just take it all. I mean, who should be holding the potions? Whoever is going to get the most punched in the face should probably, get those potions. Uh, probably, probably between me and Alex. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Whatever. Kill, kill Jack. Kill, just get, kill Jack. Just getting back into this. You don't even know the difference between Alex and Blake. I do. Blake has the fuzzy mic, and Alex has the dwarf. Sure, you do know the difference now. And I'm a dwarf. Yeah. The door. Thanks, dude. So you're taking the potions. You're not taking anything All else. Right, hold on. Let's. Uh... I just want to split it, Foose. One, one, one. I mean, we could probably just pile it up here and pick it back up on the way up. But just take the potions now because they're important, and we won't have to be encumbered by the weight. Um, we could probably take the silver pieces too. I mean, everyone has a wallet. Uh, I don't get out of bed for chump change. So uh, those healing potions in fifth edition, the most basic healing potions, they do two d four plus two healing. Two d four plus. Plus two. We're just going to have one each. That seems like a good idea. Okay. Plus two, right? Plus two, yep. <laughs> okay. Um, you said it, there's a path in the northeast? Northeast, northwest. Yeah. Those, uh... uh... Okay. Um... I'm going to use a survival skill. I'm just going to look at the track. If there's are there tracks around uh, this area. Okay. Go ahead, give me a roll. Alright, I'll, I'll tell you what I want after I roll. Okay. I uh, rolled a third. I rolled a five, and then with bonus, it's thirteen. Um, I want to see if there's 
tracks going in and out, and more specifically, more tracks than just, like, guessing by the amount of people here. Okay. Um, yeah, with the 13, you can easily tell uh, there's a lot of dust on the floor that um, there's been a lot of foot traffic, but you can't quite tell how many. I mean... But not enough with 13. There's, there's, you know, you've got six bodies in this room, I think, right now. Maybe yeah. just five. But, you know, there's a lot of footprints that most of the dust has been brushed away. Mm-hmm. And the floor underneath is just stone, so it's not leaving a lot of tracks for you. Okay. Do they actually have, like, living environments here, or there's, like, no, like, living um, supplies here? Um, is there sort of, like, does it just look like they're just standing here? Um, well, there's, there was, like, a, there's a table over here, okay. and there's some chairs, and there's some, like, mugs of, like, old water and stuff, but it seems okay. like they weren't, like, set up to, like, stay here for a long periods of time. Okay. And I'll tell my uh, party what I learned about that, so... And uh, since you, you went over near that door, you can see that on the door is the, the crest that you guys saw up above. It's a large crest uh, that uh, depicts a two-headed golden hawk against a shield of purple and black. And uh, I think you did a history check last time, and you guys learned that it was the crest of Vanamir and Lethian Golden Hawk. That the uh, original name of the tower, right? The, the original owners of the tower, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to do. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty good. We can move on to the next room stealthily yeah. if we want to. Go to the next room and I can walk, I can uh, lead the way. Okay. So That's me. Look at me, I'm right next to the door. <laughs> uh, look at me, I'm right in front of you. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, give me your order. Foose is, I guess Foose is going to lead, who's going to be in the back? I'm the fucking back. You're in the back, <laughs> alright. Tiger doesn't want to get hit again. So we didn't, so we didn't rest or anything, right? You did a short rest. Uh... Which means I have one bardic influence left and no spells, except for my cantrips. Did we? So we did healing then too. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. Okay. So, Foose, are you gonna go through the door? Should we try to do sneakies or just like kick the door and type a dealio? We could just try and turn the handle first. Okay. Try it. Yep. Uh, it's not so much a handle; it's just like a push kind of deal. But yeah, push is right open. <laughs> Guys, let me turn this handle, dude. There's no handle there. <laughs> Well, it's his fault. We're not explaining earlier. Uh, around the next corner, you can see four alcoves. Statues of angels occupy the alcoves on the right. Statues of demons fill the alcoves on the left. All four statues breathe continuous gouts of flame. Uh, beyond these jets of fire, you see an open set of double doors. So, Foos, you're in front. You're going to give me a perception check. Watch out! Uh, let's see. All right, I rolled... An eight. An eight. So you don't see anything else. I said continuous, but the the flames are more. It's almost like random intervals, like it's like shooting, and you know each one's going off separately. It's not just a straight wall of fire like the picture shows. You perceive that fire is hot. Owie, Tor, you and I could just ball through this. We have resistance to fire. That doesn't mean I want to do it. So, uh, Elios, you're going to give me a perception check. Ooh. Perception, perception. Where are you? There you are. Boom, 19. 19. Okay. So you see two human figures are crouched beyond the doors at the end of the hallway. And we're going to roll initiative as they shoot arrows at you. Sons of bitches. Um, yep. Um, the one that shoots at you, Bruce, is going to have advantage because you didn't see him. Well, fuck him. Yeah. So you guys go ahead and roll your initiatives. I rolled a three. I rolled a four in your face. Sixteen. So I got a sixteen. He goes ahead because you have a. Uh, that's me. You brought that up, right? 
Yeah. So you should be ahead of me. Actually, in this edition, uh, they don't actually check that next. Check what? They don't actually go to the next highest decks. You either roll off or choose. Um, let's... Do we have to choose now? You guys are going first, so yeah. We should probably have... I want to say Blake should go first since he's a ranged character and he might be able to also deal with the fire spared in me. Because they might be magical in nature. Okay. So Blake's going to go. I'm just going to take my two arrow shots that my guys had as they're waiting to ambush first. So for Foos, the first shot against you is going to be a 20. Fuck you. Okay. That hits my armor class of 16. Yeah. And then the shot against Elios, that's going to be a 19. And misses. Does it really? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Foos, you're going to take two damage. Okay. And Elios, you're going to take two damage. All right. Then we're going to start with Agra. All right. Uh, since they are... Blow them out! Blast away. I'm going to use my Elder's Blast uh, as a touch attack. Okay, so you're going to make a ranged touch attack. It is an attack. There are no ranged touch attacks. They're just attacks. They're just attacks. Okay. So, is this... I do not believe a six hits. A six does not hit. So, if it's so it's not a touch attack, don't No such thing as a touch attack in oh, that. Okay. There's just, it's just an attack against armor class, just like everything else. You sure you're not lying to me? No, it's... That's all in the book. No, I'm not lying. (laughs) Eldritch Blast, uh, refresh my memory. You... Oh, you missed, so that's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I don't care what it looks like. Kill Drake. The movement is in this... You you don't have to use all your movement immediately, right? Right, you can break it up. Go around just here, and I'm gonna do a perception check on, like, I guess the first um, demon. This is a demon, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, the first demon statue. And I'm just going to examine if there's, like, any switches or anything like that. Uh, roll the 14. 14. Um, you don't notice anything, apparently. Um, it's kind of hard to see it as fire's just billowing yeah. out of it. Did you want to do anything else? Can I do another check? For second check? At the, just the guards this time? At the guards? Yeah, yeah. and this will be the rest of my turn. You just... Okay, go ahead. Do they look like they have anything back there that controls the switches? You can see the guards pretty well. Um, it doesn't seem like if they have a switch, they're using anything. Okay. Um, they're pretty much just holding their bows and focusing on you guys. Okay. And I will just you know, go back around the corner and uh, be prepared. Okay. <laughs> oh, I guess Keldrick will also ca- uh, bonus bonus cast um, Shillelagh on and his own staff, but that's about it. Okay. All right. So then we go to the blue guard. Who is going to shoot at Foos? Stop! Does a 14 hit you? No, my armor class is 16. So it bounces right off your armor. Then we go to Elios. I looked at the fire resistance rules. Resistance only halves damage of that type. I don't want to run through flaming thingies. I do have a crossbow. Why don't we just kill them and leisurely walk through and figure out the pattern? That's what I'm down for. Can we, if we have good movement, can't we just hide and then pop out, shoot, and move back? This will end up taking forever, and nobody will have any of these weapons. Plus, we take their arrows and throw it back at them. They're, they have arrows. I'm pretty sure after I kill them, I'll, I'll take their arrows. <laughs> no, because they're firing at us. Just take them up off the ground. Did you see you had a crossbow, Leo? 
I did pick up a crossbow after he killed the upstairs guy. So, so if I, what's the action for taking out a weapon? Uh, it's part of your other action. So, like with a crossbow, you're gonna have to load it, but loading it and taking it out would be the same action. Okay, so I'm gonna move out of the way and take out and load my crossbow, and that'll be it for me. Oops, you're up. I'm gonna shoot at number one with my bow. Okay. Um, you say number one. Is that the blue one or the red one? Sorry. Whichever one is one in the initiative. Which one went first? The blue one? Um, blue went first. Yeah. No, the red one then. Okay. And I rolled a six. Uh, a six does not hit him. Your arrow just uh, gets burnt up in the fire and it just flops pathetically on the ground. Did you want to do anything else? I still have movement. So you have movement? Or if you wanted to do any checks or anything? I could actually... I think I can drop prone as a movement, and then their attacks would have disadvantage because they're too far away. Okay, so you want to flop to the ground? Okay, you just belly flop right down there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can stand up as an action, too. So then the red one, he's going he's gonna to take a shot at you. He's going to have disadvantage. Does a oh no a five will not hit you. So we're back to the top of the order with Acra. Mm-hmm. Taking cover behind the real guy and going prone behind him. <laughs> so you're going you're going prone too. Yep. Okay. So what you could do first is you could attack before you go prone. Oh okay. Because why? Huh? Just asking why. Because you have disadvantage on attack rolls while you are prone. Oh really? Yeah. So, oh, well, so here's the thing. So being prone, <laughs> your only movement option is to crawl unless you stand up. Then you have disadvantage on attack rolls, but any attack rolls against you have advantage if they're within five feet. Otherwise, they have disadvantage. So basically, against ranged attacks, it's not bad to be prone. Okay, so I should just stand here and fire my spell and then... Or you could just fire off your spell and then walk behind the corner where they can't shoot you. That takes effort. Besides, you guys should be tanking for me, not the other way around. Says the man who walked out of combat last combat, ate chicken, and then came back. And that was the first one down. Yeah, I mean, we did kind of get them the shit job. Alright, uh, I'm just rolling this attack on Mr. Reddy over there. I got a natural one, plus two. Okay, so natural one. Um, was that with, like, your Eldritch Blast? Yes. Okay, so, uh... You just shoot the floor in front of you. Good thing you weren't there, Tony. Damn right. And I'm gonna go prone like Tony, because he seems to know what he's doing. Okay. I read the combat so, rules. Kildrake, you've noticed that half your party has um, just flopped to the ground, and you're up. It's okay, I'm behind the wall anyway. Uh, I'm gonna attempt to study the statues more. Okay, give me another perception check. Se- 17. 17, okay. So, you think... That first off, you think that it might be possible to avoid the flames with a successful acrobatics check. And you also think that you see a way to disable the statue. You think that uh, behind the statue, you can see some sort of lever that's sticking out on its back. You're not totally sure without investigating it up close. I'm going to turn to Elios because he looks like he's the most dexterous of us. And I'm going to there's a switch behind. I think there's a switch underneath the first uh, statue. It's the first statue, right? Yes, the first statue. Okay. I think you maybe it will fit underneath. Say, uh, 
I get it. Okay. Uh, about how far away are the guards? Or, yeah, guards. Well, by the grid system, 10, 20. Um, I'm asking the DM how far my character thinks it's far away. Uh, he thinks they're about 30 to 40 feet. Okay. Uh, don't think I can do anything else. No one is particularly hurt, right? Besides me and Elias. Okay, then I'm just going to stay behind the wall again. Okay. And my turn. So up next is the blue guard. He's going to take a shot at... Uh, he's going to take a shot at Agra. He's going to have disadvantage on you because you're prone. And he's going to miss. I don't need to even roll the second one. And then he's going to hop around the corner for his movement. Cheeky blighter. They're learning. <laughs> They're like player characters. <laughs> He's actually got like another mumble with other players who are playing like other players. <laughs> Dude, that would be so cool. That would um, take like two hours to do one round. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am going to try and disarm this lever. Okay. So to do it, you're going to have to move to where Foos is. And you can stand in the same square as him. You're just going to sort of straddle him. Everybody's gone surfing. I'm going to stand there. Uh, what kind of... I believe that anyone can disable traps now, right? But do I have to make an acrobatics to not get flamed or... No, to try to disable the trap, you don't need to make an acrobatics check to reach the lever. Okay. Uh, That's good. To go, to go by the flyer, you would need to. Um, proficiency of these tools allows the player to add the proficiency bonus checks made to open locks. So I think you should have a disarm trap uh, skill. No. No? I do have, like, a toolkit. I mean, I think it would just be an ability check that you, whatever you think is appropriate. Well, um, I guess we'll just go with dexterity then. Okie dokie. Dex check. That's a natural 20. Or not a natural 20, but a 20. 20. Yeah. Um, you uh, you sneak your hand around the side of the uh, statue and you push on the lever and the fire just start stops shooting out from under it. From all of them or just that one? Just that one. Oh. Oh no. Oh, that right. was cool. Whoosh goes the fire. Next up. Can I move back behind the thing? Oh yeah, you can move again. Yeah. Appreciate if you weren't standing on me. The red guard hey. is going to take a shot. Shot at Foos. What about me? Red guard. You skipped Foos. <laughs> did I skip you? You did. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, your turn. Douche. I rolled pretty bad anyway. Uh, okay. So how how high is the fire? Um, is it like the whole five foot? So the hallway is only it's, you know the hallway is only ten feet high. So the fire covers from basically the floor to I don't know about seven feet. Okay, so I can't just crawl under. They're pretty big belches of flame. Gotcha. Well, I guess I will. Uh... I'm gonna whisper. Leap it. Leap it. So standing, he's half my speed, and then I can move up, and then I can take a shot, okay. and then I can drop prone again. Just dropping prone, not take half yeah, your drop, speed? Yeah, dropping prone is free. Okay. So you're just going to... Okay. okay. I, I, no, I read the rules. 18. 18 will hit. All right. Damage. Uh, Four damage. Four damage to the red bandit. And then I'm prone. All right. Hit the deck. All right, now it is the Red Bandit's turn. He's going to shoot at you. That'll be a 10. Well, the 10's going to miss anyway, correct? Yep. All right. So he is going to drop prone. He's he's thinking that this is kind of a cheesy tactic, but he's going to learn. Well, maybe he should have read the rule. 
no, no. I can see how our games are going to go. <laughs> Everyone prone all the time. Just start putting in things that spring up that engage us in melee combat. There weren't traps in the way. <laughs> you charged in there like a hero. So, okay, Tim, once hit level two, things are going to be fun for me. Well, for you. Because <laughs> we're going to have to use the beast manual. Apparently, oh. <laughs> you can go magically prone. <laughs> Agra, you are up. Alright, I'm going to stand up and walk fearlessly up next to Foose. And then I'm going to take a shot at this archer guy uh, with my Eldritch Blast again. Okay. Because a 17 hit. Okay, so a 17 does hit, but he's prone, so you have to roll twice. Right. A 15. A 15 does hit. Awesome. Boom! Heat-seeking laser face. Heat damage. Massive warlock laser just shoots out of Agra's uh, I guess it comes from your hands. And, I, thought was, um, I thought it was Hellfire. Hellfire? I described it as Hellfire, but... Okay, yeah, no. Yeah, well, we can go with Hellfire, sure. And uh, you just sort of do the scorpion fatality on this guy, and you just melt him while he's prone on the ground. Nice. I'm prone, right? I'm safe! He, he is not still alive. Oh, he's gone? Sweet. That is it. How much... Uh, hold on. I know something in here about getting extra HP... Don't you pull down temporary hit points? Yeah, I gain three hit points. Uh, What's it called? Dark One's Blessing. It's uh, when I'm reducing a hostile creature to zero or less, gain temporary HP equal to the charisma bonus plus your warlock level. So I guess one, and my charisma bonus is two, so that's three temporary HP. Cool. So you want to drop to the ground, or you want to stay standing? I want to stay standing tall. There's no one else. I destroyed him. Okay. <laughs> there is another dude around the corner. <laughs> no, he has no object permanence. Next is Far as he's concerned, he and I are victorious and no one else exists. The universe is this hallway. I'm going to look at this statue. Does it look like it has a switch similar to the first one? It does. Yep, now that you uh, you know where to look, you can see the same switch. All right, yeah, I'm going to tell Elias that uh, there's similar switches, and I'm going to hide back again because... Um, my druid forgot to have a sling, so I'm useless here. <laughs> okay, no sling. I forgot my strip of leather. Because I can't use crossbows. <laughs> so. Ah, uh, they made metal. And I'm pretty sure druids do not have crossbow training. Are you one of those druids? You won't touch the metal? Uh, unless we're going to fluff that later, I mean. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. I, he's not against metal. He was just, he won't use it himself. Uh, so he's Amish. Oh, all Jews are Amish, dude. Pretty sure Kildrake got, like, lead poison or something in his little, so he hates metal. <laughs> Alright, that's all right. my turn. Next up is the, uh, the bandit. He's gonna hop around the corner. Oh, another target. He's gonna take a shot at Agra. Does a 9 hit your armor class? Oh, not quite. Not quite. Alright, he says, darn it. And he hops back around the corner. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, corner camping. Alios, you're up. Uh, I cannot occupy the same space as my friend Agra here, correct? No. Can I make a dexterity or an acrobat to dodge the flames to get to the to the thing, and then I'll make my roll to try and disarm it? You want to try to... So I can move here. You want to jump in front of it and try to disarm it? I want to try and use my acrobatics to move around the flame to get to he- behind it. I'm sure I could cram behind this thing, can I? Or is it... Behind the statue? No. So uh, he can't end his turn in that space, but I don't, 
think there's anything that says he can't take an action. I, I think as long as the other character or other creature such as um, Agra is willing to let him occupy the same space temporary, I think it's okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. as long as you don't end your turn, that's fine. Okay, so I'm just gonna beepity boop and try to disarm this guy. So dexterity check again. Ten. Ten will not disarm. Meh. Alright, so did you want to do anything else? No, not really. Next we have Foose. Don't want to skip him. On your feet, maggot. So the other dude is still hiding. Leo didn't disable the trap. Uh, I guess I'll stand up and try and disable the trap. So I need a dex check. Dex check. Uh, Six. Six, No. I guess I'll go prone again. Flop to the ground. Alright, back to Agra. I'm gonna ready my action to as soon as the archer comes if the archer comes around the corner, I'm gonna shoot him with a blast. This is my turn in the turn order to wherever the arrow guy is. Okay, so I'll move you down to where he is. Okay, Kildrake, you're up. Okay. I'm gonna temporarily occupy the space of Agra as well and I'll do a dex check. Okay. Trying to disable the fire. Nashville 20. That'll do it. That flame goes out. Do you want to do anything else? Uh, I will go like that behind the wall again. Okay. And on the bandit's turn, he steps out around the corner, and he's going to get a blast from Agra, potentially. A5 does not hit him, I assume. A5 does not hit him. And he shoots his bow at you. Does a 10 hit you? I think that's what I rolled last time. Ah, alright. He's going to hop back around the corner. And it's your turn. I'm going to run up and disable this trap this time. I promise you. It's actually Agra's turn. What? I'm sorry. He fired off his laser. Yeah, you don't change your initiative order. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got another roll then. No, No, I don't. You. I know. I was. I was joking. Calm down. Jeez, take me to jail. <laughs> when you uh, when you're ready in action, you perform the action as a reaction. Okay. So he's still up here above. Uh, you don't change the turn order. All right. So I'm sorry, uh, Alios. What were you saying? I rolled my dex roll, and I rolled a ten. Okay. Just um, next time, just try to roll better. <laughs> I will. Wait. Uh, does trying to disarm the trap? What kind of action is it? Or can I still ready an action to, to fire my crossbow, which has been loaded? No, it is just your action. Okay. All right, so that's your Aeos goes. Oops. I'm going to stand up, and I'll move up a step. And, Shimmy forward. And I will ready an action to fire my bow if that dude pops his head back around the corner. And that's it. Okay. Agra, you're up. Uh, I will also ready an action when that archery guy pops around the corner. Okay, so everyone's just, like, waiting at that corner for this guy to scooby-doo his head around. Yep. Kildrake, you're up. All right, I'm going to turn over, and I'm going to... There's no one there, right? There's no one at the end of the hall? Nope, not right now. He's hiding around the corner. I'm going to wait to the to my party and say, I'll flush him out. And um, I will bluff that uh, I'll shut this out. I'll say, come out. The rest of your friends are dead, right? Don't want to die like them. Come right out. <laughs> Now I feel bad shooting if he comes out. And that's a... I guess that's a... Yeah, yeah, it's... Are you trying to persuade him or bluff him? It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a charisma check. 
I'm I'm just I'm telling him that he doesn't come out that he's gonna die until we decide to kill him or not. It's both. So I rolled eleven. That does not quite get him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> like come out. <laughs> Well, I just gotta make sure we sound like, you know, NPCs, you know? You know, you know those, like, games? In case there's any any issues later with the law, <laughs> we want to have confirmed uh, attempts at being nice guys. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, I will go... I'll just hide behind Tor. Okay. Tor is, what, like, six and a half feet tall? He's a dragonborn? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd give cover. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll get cover. I'm bare. I'm five. I think I'm barely five foot. Come on. Was yeah. that a pun? I'm a barely five foot. I'm five eight. I'm four eight. I should get at least these amount covered behind Tor. I'd give you something. Yeah. All right. Uh, next is the bandit's turn, but you guys do not see him reappear. Uh oh. Alios, your turn. Um, guys, I think that he might be trying to get reinforcements. Do you guys want me to just go for the gusto and try to acrobat through the fire and run around? No. Okay, I'll try to disarm this bad boy. It's a natural 20 at disarming this guy. Okay, yeah, that goes uh, right off. So there's only one uh, statue breathing fire left in front of you guys. Did you want to do anything else? I want to turn off the other one, but I don't think you'll let me. Mm, I'm not going to let you. I know. Okay, continue. (laughs) Foos? This dude's not coming out. Trying to disable this trap, I guess. Since this dude's not coming out. Let's see. Dex. Dex check. 13. A 13 will disable. Boom. Alright. Yeah, I'm actually gonna move. Right there? Okay. So, after Foos goes Agra. Alright, um, you come forward with uh, Foos. When you move to where those doors are, you guys can see around the corner. And around the corner, beyond the double doors, you see more alcoves, each one containing an upright sarcophagus. The lids of these sarcophagi bear the graven images of elf and human warriors. And you can see the bandit right there at the corner. I'm going to smash his ass. Okay. A7 does not hit him. A7 does not hit him. What is your movement and yep. your action? Do you, do you want to do anything else? Or you're done. I'm done. Okay. Kill Drake. All right. Um, move all the way up to here. Okay. I guess I can't really ready an action charge or anything, but if anything happens to be within these two squares, I guess they're adjacent to me and they are not friendly, I will hit them. But if not, uh, that's the end of my turn. Okay, so end it. Um, Agra, you see him. Actually, he's going to take a shot at you. First, does a 14 hit. Yes, it does. A, you're going to take four damage. How? Okay. And then he... he uh, he turns and he starts to run. Then we go to the Tiefling Elios. Um, I'm going to run to here, and then I will make a deception check while casting Thaumaturgy in order to make it appear as if there are flames in front of him here. Okay, nice. I like that. So, um, Thaumaturgy, yeah. I can, it'll last for a minute. I'm going to have uh, basically what looks like a gout of flames from the those angel demon statues flood out from the corner so like looks like it originates here you know right around the corner okay uh, my deception will be maybe something off of like uh (laughs) looks like uh you think uh that eldrith blast is the only spell my buddy aggro knows how to cast but i want it shooting down so it looks like it's coming around the corner (laughs) i want it done right you idiot 
<laughs> okay, what's your uh, your deception roll? What does the, does the thaumaturgy give me advantage? <laughs> you know what? I will say it does give you advantage. It's a natural twenty then, twenty five. <laughs> All right, so he's running down the hallway, and then this gout of flame just appears in front of him, and he just you know heals into the ground, just stops short of it. Did you want to do anything else? Uh, say anything? Here? Casting a spell. It's okay. Yeah, what I'm asking if you guys would do anything else, I'm just checking. I don't want to cut you guys off if you want to talk to each other or do anything, make plans before I jump to the next guy. That's all. Foos. I can run up to about here. Uh, while I'm running, I'm going to switch from my bow to my longsword as I'm running down the hallway towards this guy. Okay. When I get to the end of my movement, I'm going to yell to him to drop his weapon, then we'll let him live, and that's my turn. I don't know if you want me to roll okay. anything off that. but Are you trying to intimidate him? I mean, I guess it would be. It's more yeah. just a factual statement. Oops, it could well. be diplomacy. Wait, they don't have that anymore. Persuasion? Yeah, I mean, still, you can roll intimidation. I'm check. a warrior. I will do it in intimidating fashion. There we go. And I will roll a natural one, <laughs> which leads to a net <laughs> result of five. <laughs> Drop your weapon! <laughs> it's it's unhonorable. I, mean, uh, I like that. Okay, so after your foos is going to be Agra. Oh boy. Kill this man because my voice cracked. Move all the way up to uh, the high boost because he's big and tanky. And I'm going to fire an Elvish Blast at this guy and try and melt his face off. Doesn't even know when he hit him. Probably not. 11 does not hit him. Oh. Kill Drake. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go over here. Fight what's around this corner. Yeah, around the corner. You can see that there's going to be uh, another hallway. Looks like more hallway and more sarcophagi. Okay, before I end my turn, what are these with a perception check? Those? They appear to be... I rolled a 17 plus 8. So 25 perception that matters. 25. And, uh, you know, you're dwarfs, you know stone and everything. They appear to be stone sarcophagus that are standing upright. And there's images. Each one looks a little different of, like, an elf or a human warrior that is posing, like, a battle stance on the, the lid. Well, that sounds perfectly fine as a character, as a player. Well, shit. Uh, that's pretty much all I can do. Okay. So, uh, the... Uh, the I mean, we do know that there's a necro cult here, so we can be wary as players. I, I think it's safe. As characters, I mean. So the uh, bandit turns. Uh, he takes his bow. He's going to take a shot right at Foos. And he's going to roll an eight, which I know misses you. Man, these bandits, man, they're stormtrooping it up. Alios. Uh, I'm going to catch Vicious Mockery, and in keeping with his fear, um, this time it'll be sounds of demons uh, laughing and hooting and hollering in his head. Um, you know, in general, baying for his blood. Okay. Pretty sure it just hits. Oh, does it just hit? Okay, yeah, you, I think we went over that last time. Tell me again what it does. He gets disadvantage? Uh, he can make a save if he... It's a wisdom save. Wisdom save. Does a 15 save? Uh, let me check. It's against my charisma. So it's 10 plus my charisma plus my level, which is going to be a 14. It has to be a 14. So yes. Um, for future reference, I don't think it's 10 anymore. It's eight. I think it's 8, eight. plus your level. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's 12 then. 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your ability score. Yeah. Okay, so it's 13. Leo's cheating again. I'm just going to write that down in my notes here for what I give out experience. Then goes Boos. Uh, 
going to swing my mighty longsword. See something dramatic, like I will destroy you and have your voice crack again? Nope. Silently, I rolled 17. A 17 will hit. And 10 damage. 10 damage, wow. Boosh, two hands. So uh, you remove basically half of his arm, and we'll see he drops his bow. (laughs) When I say ask if he surrenders, because it's not clear if he dropped his weapon on purpose. Uh, Agra, you're up. If you want to kill steel, now's the time. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, to be fair, um, aggro kill stealing is actually good because it gives him more temp hit points. That's true. You should feed him. God damn it! Ten doesn't hit him, does it? That ten not, does not he hit can't him. Fucking last hit. I'm so fucking bad. I'm install. <laughs> um, after aggro, go he go kill Drake. Okay. One, two. I'm gonna take a swing. Eighteen. Eighteen will hit him. I will swing with my quarterstaff as enchanted with druidic magic. Nature will rise against him. Five damage. Five damage. So yeah, your quarterstaff just cracks his skull and little plants come out of it instead of blood. He just goes down dead. Quick aside, I picked up these crossbows from these guys. How much damage do they do? I have no idea. Crossbows. 28. You add dex to your damage. Yeah, it makes sense. You aim at more vulnerable spots. Okay. So, Leo, um, do you know what inspiration is in 5th edition? Yes, I do. So, I'm going to give you inspiration for the use of the, you know, the Thelma Terror. I can't even say it. Sweet. The use of the fire deception to block his escape. If you have inspiration, you can expend it, you can expend it when you make an attack roll, saving throw, or ability check. Spending your inspiration gives you an advantage on that roll. Additionally, if you have inspiration, you can reward another player... For good role-playing, clever thinking, or simply doing something exciting in the game. I really thought that was amazing. No, no, some inspiration. <laughs> no. Yeah, you guys can uh, you can hand off your inspiration to someone else if they do something that is fun or you like it um, as far as role-playing. So, yeah, Leo, you have inspiration. Okay, I marked it on my sheet. What's the range on those crossbows, too? Just to be annoying. The range on crossbows is... The, the weapons, it's, there's, it's 80 feet, and then slash 320 feet. So I think if you go over 80, there's a penalty, and then you can go up to 320. That could be wrong. Tony, if you'll look that Neato. up. Neato! I think that's what it means. Yeah. I'm going to edit all that out where I don't know what Yeah, 80 about. is a normal range, and 320 is long. The long range, you get a disadvantage, pretty sure. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay, so we're out of combat. Let's see. So the hallway forks off to the left here next? I'd be to the north, okay. yeah. Uh, I guess through the bodies real quick. Oh, sure. On the bodies, um, each one has a bow. Not a, not a crossbow. These ones have bows. Short bows. They have um, ten arrows left between the two of them. All right, I'm going to take those. And each one is wearing leather armor. Some poor honkies. Gear. I'm assuming fallen gear isn't really worth much to resell. It's not worth much. Um, I'll tell you, like, if... You gotta sell those white trash, man. <laughs> if we were doing, like, uh, goblins and orcs, I would say that you can't even sell them. Because these are people. If you guys want to drag around this stuff, you could. You won't get much for it, but you will get money. I'm assuming it's not really worth much, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take armor for sure. Uh, I promise I won't ask again, but when I took the crossbow, how many bolts did I ha- take? You mean last week? Yeah. I don't remember you mentioning, actually, how much, how many bolts they had on them. Um... Let's go with 20. Thank you. Yeah, so I just take arrows. That's it. Okay. So look at one of these sarcophagi real quick. You want to look in the sarcophagus? Not in it, but like, does it have, do they have 
like obvious seams. Like they do actually look like they open. Oh yeah, yeah. They look. Uh, they look like they open. They look like they've been opened. No, uh, it looks like they've been pretty. They're they're not touched. Basically, there's still a fine layer of dust on top. How how heavy are these? The sarcophagi. Yes. Um, they're a couple hundred pounds. I mean, so two people could move one. Yeah, it wouldn't be easy, but two two people could do it, and definitely between all of you, you could move one. You want to move them door to door? I don't but really want to move them. <laughs> I'm saying you take this one and then you put it here so that they're facing each other, pressed up against each other. So if you try to op- swing open the sarcophagus, they would push on each other and not open. Why are we doing this? Precautionary. I feel like, I feel like that would take a really long time, like dragging and heaving and pushing them all around. We are entering a necromancer lair. <laughs> men's lives are at stake. Onward. <laughs> Fine, onward. I listen to the dragon man. Okay. Um, so you see that around this short turn in the hallway, there's another long stretch of hallway. You can see some double doors at the end. There's a few more sarcophagi. Perception on the different ones. Are they different? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. Boom. 24. Nope. Why is that out? Oh, that's Alex's. Mine's only 13. 13. Um, you do not notice anything different about them. Uh, Alex, would you do that D24? Did you also make a perception? I thought he said the group, so I assume so. So yeah, it'll be the same thing you're doing for. I can't even see Alex's. I only see Alios's. You guys can all give me a D20 roll for perception. I mean, Alex's is a 24, so I'd like to is take it? that. Okay, yeah, yeah no. Um, you, Al, um, Alex, uh, Kildrake. Kildrake, you, sorry. Kildrake sees um, there's actually a some pressure plates in between these odd-looking sarcophagi. Okay. Um, I tell the entire group. So could they just step over them, jump over them? Yeah, uh, now that you're aware of them, yeah, you think that it shouldn't be very hard to step over them unless someone were to push someone into them. Like a douche. I push no. into them. Okay. I mean, just kidding. I'm just going <laughs> to hop on over. Okay. Yeah. Is there a clear path to avoid them if you look carefully enough? Yeah, once once you're aware of them... Um, they're, they're pretty obvious? They're pretty obvious. It was more the fact that uh, if you weren't looking for them or, say, you were chasing some bandit down a hallway, you might have a hard time noticing them. <laughs> Some bandit down a hallway. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll jump ahead here a minute. You guys, there's another long stretch of hallway with no sarcophagus. And then there's just large double doors that have the crest of the tower on them. And I think this might be a good time to break if we need to. All right. So until next time. You guys can send us emails at dungeonsanddisorder at gmail.com or you can get at us at Twitter at Dungeon Disorder. We would love to hear suggestions and any ideas you guys have. Um, feel free to yell at us for all the mistakes that we've made. If you can find us on iTunes, please subscribe. Uh, we would love it if you guys could give us some of those five-star ratings. It will help us get the podcast out there and start getting some followers. Uh, and we hope that you guys are enjoying it. I play my lute. <laughs> <laughs>